This webmasterradio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of webmasterradio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of webmasterradio.fm is prohibited. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? Take some notes from the godfathers of mass distribution. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. You've got, you've got, you've got, you've got mail. Our hosts will show you how to deliver on email marketing strategies without going postal. Welcome the hosts of Inboxed, the click father of email, Kevin DiVincenzi, and the original Fab Fondy, Fab Fondy J, John Fondy. Hey, and welcome uh, to the Palatial Inbox Studios here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Of course, I am the big fabu, John Fondy. And, of course, want to welcome Brasco on the ones and twos in the Webmaster Radio Studios. Well, kind of dialing it in and keeping all of our guests in line for this particular show of Inbox Radio. If you just joined us for the first time, I've got a lot of great information for you. Go to inboxradio.com. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D, radio.com, where you can jump in the live chat room there and... Uh, uh, and ask uh, real-time questions of our guests. And the one great thing about Inboxed Radio is the show differs every week, and we reach out to the community, the professional community, and we get uh, and we answer a lot of questions, not from our side of the view or our, our point of view, but from the community. So we make it uh, and ask the experts type of a show. And also reminding you uh, that if you are hanging around in the uh, webmasterradio.fm site, they have a chat room as well. Brasco will be funneling us those uh, questions, and we encourage you to get involved. A lot of times we'll have trivia questions and a lot of times we'll get out special prizes for those people that uh, that do get involved in the show and I want to remind you that coming up a little bit later on the show we're going to talk about the brand new uh, limited edition t-shirt that is under construction right now and you'll want to kind of see how you can get your hands on that this is of course the third in a series of three up to this point so we'll tell you more about that but uh, getting underway of course I want to welcome my broadcast partners the click father that's Kevin D. Vincenzi. Kevin nice to have you with us here today Great to be here as always, John. <laughs> and uh, we got some great stuff, a new a segment we're going to introduce today, which is called Kevin's Corner. we we'll talk about some special things. And okay, going uh, halfway around the world and back again, as he does generally on a daily basis, of course, is the doctor. Doctor coming out of surgery to slap on those rubber gubs to deliver a little bit of information today. Doctor Delivery, Adam Young. Adam, where in the Waldo are you today? John, I'm hanging out in uh, beautiful Hong Kong. Oh, you do the thing with the chopstick today then. Oh, me love you long time, John. Ah, give a big chance to prove it when I see you. Ah, So tell me now, uh, we talk a little bit about international e-commerce, and you've been back there uh, on the other side of the world, and you've been telling us that, that you're starting to see uh, some real economical changes, in particular some e-commerce upgrades that are taking place back there. Um, anything new to share with our audience, uh, uh, Doctor? Actually, I've been doing quite a bit of product sourcing while, uh, while in Asia, and I've continued to do so since I got to Hong Kong. And, and one thing I've noticed uh, here in Hong Kong is that um, you know, everybody is, is very focused on the Internet as well and electronics and technology. So uh, we've, we've taken some steps to try and to pinpoint some, some Chinese advertisers because I do have Chinese display inventory available and, and hopefully uh, you know, make some money off this emerging market. 
So you've been uh, you've been touring the uh, the country now. Let's go ahead and catch our viewers up. Let's take us all the way back uh, to your humble beginnings uh, back in Detroit when you started this sojourn, and let's catch people up on the on a little bit of the journey and what you did at each stop along the way. Well, I did a uh, a national park tour across the United States uh, in a convertible, which was great. And drove across from from Michigan to. Las Vegas and stopped at a few uh, offices where I have some friends and some business colleagues. And then I headed off to Japan, hit up AdTech Japan and did a, a tour of a few of the major cities over there. And then spun off to Thailand, did some research and some product sourcing and some relaxing. And then headed uh, now back on over to China where I'm going to be for a little over a month. And I'm going to go from Hong Kong to Tibet to Shanghai, Beijing, and then back to Detroit. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about Detroit, you know, the economic uh, uh, standards back there, unemployment being very, very low, real estate kind of changing as well. seems like this could be a great place for you to really teach, teach the, the, the economics uh, in Detroit and really bring people up to speed uh, in affiliate marketing. Any thoughts on that? It's actually been a, a fantastic place to source new talent. You have uh, CEOs of, of major companies now uh, uh, working at Subway or, or other smaller companies. And what you can do is, is really find in these, these market markets that are down economy, there are some really bright people who are very ambitious and, and have bills to pay and, and frankly, are, are willing to hustle. And they might not have been hustling before, but they're hustling now. And, and to take advantage of that may, may seem you know, uh, poor form in a bad economy. But realistically speaking, now that there's some grit there and people are hungry, you can find some amazing people with a lot of talent and and they're working for less than than what's standard. And so I've actually expanded my staff a little bit and it's been working out well. That's so true, Adam. You know, we've got a a local uh, client here from the the Ravager Spons and it's a, a large car wash, and uh, he had said the same thing. You know, as far as the salespeople, he's like, I've got the top real estate agents in town not washing my cars and doing my upsells. So it's so true that uh, you know, with, with the economy, it's really realigned the way things uh, things are happening, and we're seeing as well. I mean, very large uh, people that were in very large positions before now taking you know, literally menial tasks just to be able to get by, um, which does provide the business owners with um, you know much better value, which is great because it was an overinflated market for a while. Especially for us being on in you know in the performance based, um, so it's definitely uh, it's definitely changed for the better. And well, the good news father. with that, Kevin. Oh, no, go ahead. I was just going to say the good. Okay, the good news with that, Kevin, is that you get these these really smart people in the door, and the, your cost is low, and you position yourself for when the economy turns around, and it's in the process of doing that now to be standing on top of the hill with great staff, and then you can incentive them. Uh, then when the economy turns around, they're already trained, they're already ripping and roaring, and uh, you're just ready to corner the market. That's one of the biggest challenges, actually. You're absolutely right, Adam, is um, is hiring and training people that seem to be overqualified on their way in and somehow just never make it. So this way, it's a, it's a low-level mentory, and if they prove themselves, then they'll, uh, they'll, they'll make it all the way through anyway. So you're absolutely right. And by the way, guys, the Dow uh, broke 10,000 today, so the market's definitely back. Yeah, and I think the thing that we have to be watch at is if we're going to see some profit taking here and see if it's going to start to slide down. But obviously, it's nice to see that uh, that that uh, we get some action that's going on in the markets as well too. In fact, last week we talked 
talked a little bit about uh, about advertising regulars, regulators are leaping into cyberspace. And basically, according to the uh, the Los, Los Angeles Times, which surprised me to actually see this article in there, Federal Trade Commission has updated its guidelines for advertisers, making it clear that the 95-year-old federal law against deceptive and unpaired practices also applies to the brave new world of blogs and social networks. Well, here's the great thing about this, or I like about this article. They say in its zeal to distinguish honest voices from paid skills, it appears they've set a tougher standard for blogs than other traditional media. And um, so I want to bring on the phone right now Bennett Kelly from the uh, Internet Law Center. Um, do you think that really these, st- these guidelines are going to be tougher or were the guidelines are just actually evolving to the system that is taking place today, Bennett? Well, I think we talked about a little bit this last time and the whole um, concept of the Internet exceptionalism, trying to apply a different standard to the Internet than you do to regular commerce. and. Um, basically what the FTC has done is they have various advertising guidelines, which actually, if you're unfamiliar with them, they're very useful. They're on their website. And, um, you know, everyone who's on the online space should at least have already looked at their dot-com disclosure guidelines, which show you how to, um, you know, adequately disclaim certain things on the Internet, um, you know, just because of the various differences in display and, you know, web page cutting and stuff. But, um, and so it looks like they're going to apply a stricter standard to um to the blogs and then apply to you know, traditional media and it doesn't seem to be an adequate justification for that unless you know the argument is that consumers you know are aren't familiar um, with blogs and aren't as sophisticated consumers and are unable to discern but I don't know why that should be different than offline and so I'm always have a, a reaction to um, you know people that try to create a difference um, without really adequately justifying why that is. Well, and they're talking about an $11,000 penalty. Uh, do you think that's enough to discourage uh, some of the things that are going on, particularly with the, with the fake reviewers and, the, and some of the, the blatantly fake stuff that we talked about, like uh, newspaper articles and things of that nature? Well, well um, I think that's an important thing, tool. I think because I've had customers, you know, clients who have confronted that, where there's um, these fake review sites that basically say their product is trash and, and by the way, this other site is you know, really the answer to everything since, you know, sliced bread. And um, we're not disclosing the fact that they're getting paid. Although anyone, you know, not enough to read should be able to know that. But, yes, I think, you know, obviously um, it will bring some um, discipline to a space that hasn't had it, when it where it was needed. So, yeah. Well, great. We got a great show planned for you. We're going to go to Kevin's corner, and Kevin, uh, near uh, the end, in the third part of the third segment of the show, he's going to talk about this new CNN report: Does your social class determine your online social network? And we're going to get into that a little bit uh, when we come back after the break. I'm really pleased uh, to have on our show today. Uh, some some great individuals that are that are going to take the time to be with us. I'm talking about Lisa Harmon and Aaron Smith of Swift Harmon. They're going to talk about a couple of sides of uh, email marketing, and particularly creativity. And uh, um, uh, in this particular case, talk about whether the your emails are converting. If you're getting total ROI about it, we'll talk about maybe ten ways to improve those email creatives and give you some some blogs and some websites to go on as well. So that's going to come up in our second segment. And uh, I've spoken to, uh, to Aaron on the, on the phone. And, and it, the great thing about this, Kevin, is that we really get the industry giants that, that, that come onto this show. And uh, we'll be heading back to, uh, to New York City here in uh, November, November 
uh, second, third, and fourth. And uh, we've got some great stuff planned back there. Of course, we've also got the um, we've also got uh, the Noble Three Party that that is available, and we have sponsorships available for that Noble Three Party, and it's going to be the best we've ever seen. Yeah, John, we're actually now calling it the uh, the X Y Seven and Friends Noble Party uh, Number Three, just because we do have quite a few. Uh, Different people that are now getting getting uh, involved in regards to limo sponsorships and th- different things that we uh, we now have uh, definitely a lot of unique stuff. Um, in fact, some of those sponsorships are really wild. You, you've got uh, a twenty passenger uh, Hummer limo that can that uh, will be outfitted with uh, with magnetic banners and stickers uh, going back and forth between the party. That's pretty wild. Yeah, it's it's pretty much everything that we normally do anyway. But now we're, we're letting some of our partners get in because. Uh, you know, it was it was our party for the first two years, and I was saying, you know what, let's make this bigger and better, and let some other partners be a part of it, as opposed to some of the other parties out there, because uh, they're very limited on their choices. You know, normally, conventionally, especially us as well, you go for a party, you you give whatever the amount was, five thousand, seventy five hundred dollars, and just get your table wherever it may be, you know, and possibly one bottle included, and that was it. And you really didn't have a say. This is more you can really customize the way you want to do your sponsorships. So. Uh, you know, and, and if anybody knows the way we throw parties, they're definitely the biggest and the best. And, uh, you know, one thing we're not selling this year is our helicopters, John, with the helicopter sponsorship is uh, is for us and us only. Yeah, let's... And that helicopter sponsorship is pretty cool because we're basically, as a team, we'll fly... We'll fly into uh, into JFK, and then we're going to take a fleet of helicopters uh, across uh, across uh, New York City, landing in um, in Midtown. Midtown. So that's right. going to be starting off the the show in in style and that's the way we do it but going back to some of the opportunities i understand that you have a have a vip room available where where somebody could come and actually throw their uh, their own mini noble three party inside the vip room and actually uh, uh get some extremely great value out of it what's included in that yeah we did that just because we do have a vip room there we used it last year um to broadcast um the the uh, the event which actually this year it's going to be broadcast again uh, live on Webmaster Radio. Thank you guys very much. Um, but we decided to open that up so this way somebody could have a party inside of our party and have their own VIP area for a certain amount of hours. So uh, that's, that's definitely still available. If nobody takes it, obviously we'll take it ourselves as usual. Uh, but we did want to make it available to a couple of advertisers. So I, I do want to say time's almost up, though. Um, I know certain sponsorships, we already closed out because of printing deadlines, but there are a few left. So if anybody is interested, get in touch with the uh, John Fondy at 702-216-4001 so that you can uh, see what's left available. Definitely a great uh, great opportunity for some, some good exposure with us. Absolutely. We've got uh, we've got private tables with bottled service and some liquor included. And we've got banners. And, uh, of course, we've got the great-looking uh, girls for the Noble uh, 3 Bikini Bull Riding uh, Party. I'll be uh, hosting that again this year. So it will be good fun uh, for oh, everybody as nice. well. And, and uh, I think we're all excited about that. So, so Kevin, uh, coming up a little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk a little bit about Kevin's Corner. Kevin, one of the things I've noticed is that, that you're, you continue to give information out, give information out, give information out. Why do you do something like that? Well, you, you want to give back, John. I mean, that's, that's a very important thing. Um, and we want to give value to our, our affiliates and to the people in the community. So, you know, in, in our community, it's very important to me. Um, so, you know, in, in email, we've obviously dominated in that market for many, many years. Um, so we're able to give great information on that. Now, you know, social networking has become a big, big factor with a lot of people. And, and I've taken it very seriously for the past month and a half that I've really delved into it. And we're now one of the power buyers 
uh, on Facebook and MySpace, respectively. Um, so we've got good information, and guess what? I'll share it. Most people won't because they want to keep it to themselves. We'll share it with everybody and give them some uh, some good tips on how to run their campaigns more effectively. Well, good. Hey, just in closing, before we do go to break here, reminding you that you can uh, enter in uh, real-time questions at uh, webmasterradio.fm, and uh, Brasco, man in the dials back there, will funnel those to us through our uh, super-secret, super-private back office uh uh, instant messaging system so we'll get those and we can pass those on to our experts as well as you can uh, go to the inbox to radio.com site there's a couple of uh, field trips we're going to take there with a couple of uh, downloads that we're going to offer you there that are going to certainly enhance the information through the guests that we're going to have on the show uh, coming up here shortly so before we break for commercial I want you to stick around because coming up after this I'm so excited to have Lisa Harmon and Aaron Smith of Smith Harmon uh, that are going to be on here on the show, and we're really going to talk about uh, a plethora of different things, including getting into a little bit of social questioning as to how that applies to email marketing, and uh, really uh, get them to tell the tale about some special things they're doing in the community and uh, some special goals that they are putting together as well. So, anyway, coming back after after this, uh, after our next segment, we'll be talking with them, and we'll be uh, breaking for our third segment, and we'll talk about Kevin's Corner when that comes up as well. So, uh, for all of you out there, uh, I'm the big fabu, John Fondi. We'll be back more with the Click Father and the Doctor Delivery from InboxedRadio.com. We'll be right back right after these very short messages. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this. It's Washington's affiliate market. Are you an affiliate? If yes, you'll pay me. No ifs, ands, or maybes. Get paid daily. Make a mad dash. Time up is a flash. Quickly convert the click in the cash. Affiliate marketing network is first place. I cut to the chase. It's all performance based. Listen to what I'm telling you. Cause this what you better do. Join as a publisher and maximize your revenue. Think we agreed that money is what you need to need. You can get paid from sales and leads. Not one thing lacking. Don't get it cracking. We can come as quick state of the art tracking. Ready to start. You can do it a couple ways. So you're telling me your affiliate program on the local pages affiliate network is performing as well as your handicap? Absolutely. Thanks to their top-tier XML feed, I'm able to monetize all of my traffic. They handle all of my volume to anywhere in the world. Plus, I also get high cost per click and the most exclusive of advertisers to work with. You should join the club. Sounds good. I can't wait to join. But first, let's work on that tee shot. Use the power of local pages with over 5 billion searches per month and the largest database of paid search listings. Let Local Pages Affiliate Network personalize your account and give you the search tools and solutions you need. Become a Local Pages Affiliate today with localpages.com. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with conversioncredit.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic Tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic Tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.conversioncritic.com. 
Please hold while we connect you to one of the most sought-after experts in SEO, analytics, and web development. Office Hours with Vanessa Fox, Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the godfathers of mass distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right. Hey, this is our second segment. As you can tell, the ambulance is pulling in. We're going to take the patients out. Doctor, I'm up a little bit here. Got the doctor standing behind as well as our very own click father. But it gives me great pleasure now to welcome our very special guest. And I'll talk a little bit about them right now. Uh, very humble, but very, very competent individuals. Uh, our first uh, guest, uh, she is the, one of the principals and one of the founders of Smith Harmon. Uh, I love the quote. It says, the only difference between success and failure is that success has failed more. I like that. She loves the bling, and she says if she weren't an email marketer, she'd be famous. I'm talking about, of course, Lisa Harmon, and she's an email marketing roundtable moderator, and she chairs the uh, the EEC as well. So it's so glad to have you with us, Lisa. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Great. You got a great voice. I'm going to come back to you in a second. We'll talk about our second guest that's going to be hanging with you, kind of covering more of the technical style. Um, he um, he says he's a dis- <laughs> addicted to very special cheese. And I'll tell you, I think that's a classy <laughs> thing about it, pairing some wine with that. He's the founding partner and principal, uh, the technology heart of the firm, um, Smith & Harmon. And uh, prior to founding Smith & Harmon, he worked in the information technology sector as a senior software architect providing consulting service to leading finance financial services, and Fortune 500 companies. So I've talked to him on the phone. He's a fun guy as well as a smart guy, and I want to welcome Aaron Smith. Welcome, Aaron. Welcome. Thanks. Thanks for having us on. Oh, really, really glad to have you guys on, and and, uh, and not only that, uh, excited to, to have you here so we can talk a little bit about your business and stuff, but more so than that, I think you guys really kind of lead from the heart, and one of the things that I saw, uh, Lisa, was that uh, it was one of your goals this year uh, as the director of the Harmon Foundation to donate an extremely large amount of money to 50 <laughs> charities, around, charities around the world. I've been doing children's charities for the last uh, 30 years, and I, and I certainly know where you're coming from. That kind of puts it all in perspective uh, why we get up in the morning, doesn't it? It, it really does, and um, it, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity um, to, to be able to, uh, to help others. I mean, it, it kind of makes, makes it all worthwhile. Now, how, do you, how do you make the selections for those charities? Um, sure. So, um, you know, my, my family was actually sort of lucky enough to um, once be incredibly successful um, many, many moons ago. Um, my great-great-grandfather was one of the first developers of, of Brooklyn. Um, and, you know, uh, from his success, he developed this foundation, which grosses a certain amount of interest every every year. Um, and as, as family members, um, we, we are fortunate enough every year to be able to come together um, and select uh, new charities. Um, the 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 general founding principle is that they be startup charities. So so they're new foundations and new not for profits. And so you know the the goal of the Harmon Foundation is to to help them with seed money for really getting going. Um, so as opposed to really well well established foundations like you know the Red Cross or something like that. Um, you know we're we're really looking to help some of, some of the newer ones. Well, they, they certainly have a need for it. In fact, uh, I've just started up a new one here in Las Vegas, which uh, which reaches out to the foster care community uh, through some unique opportunities. So I'd love to have a chat with you about that as well. 
Sure. I look forward to that. Good. All right. Let's move on now to Aaron. Uh, <laughs> says you're addicted to um, art. Art is it artisanal, artisanal cheeses? cheeses. <laughs> yes, he loves cheese. I definitely have a weakness for for delicious, fancy cheeses. It's true. Cheese and email. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, what do you like to pair the cheese and email with? Um, just about nice anything. Candy. You know, I prefer my cheese by itself as a dessert plate. So Lisa's weakness is dessert, and mine is cheese. Yeah, well, good. That's nice to see you guys got it kind of covered from both ends of the story. Melissa, um, I'll start with you. Um, you know, you, you sort of handle a little bit more of, of the design uh, format sure. we're seeing. Are, are there any new trends that are sort of coming through that, that our listeners should be aware of uh, that you're seeing in the email industry? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think there are a couple. Um, the, the first thing I, wa- I want to talk about is just to sort of get everyone aligned, a little bit of a primer on email creative. Um, so, I mean, you know, when we design for email, um, it, it, it's a different channel. It's, it's different from designing for web, right? When someone's in their email inbox, their state of mind, it's a little bit different than when they're browsing the web. They're not necessarily looking for something. In fact, they're getting lots of email messages, and potentially they're looking at each of them as items that they can check off their list, right? And so I think we have to pull a little bit more vigorously um, when we're designing emails as opposed to maybe web pages or print pieces. We need to be a little bit more direct, right? Um, and, and, and so there are a couple of things that we need to, we need to do in order to, uh, you know, to, to execute on that. One thing I always like to say is that, you know, uh, when, we're, when we're designing email creative, think about it like setting up a store window, right? You're not going to put your whole store merchandise in the window. You're going to put just the few right things that then bring someone into your store, right? And so, you know, likewise with an email, what is the, what are the few words, what are the few images, what are the couple of touch points that's going to engage someone to act, whether it's to click through to your website to make a purchase, whether it's to sign up for a webinar, whether it's to come to an event. Um, it's like writing a haiku poem. Few words, but great impact. So that's Brass my primer. Stuff. We need, we need to go there. <laughs> Sorry, Lisa, Lisa getting, I had a couple I'm questions for you. Kevin. Um, so you, you're advocating shorter emails as opposed to long in regards to content. Is that correct? I'm, yeah, I, you know, I'm advocating being concise and thinking about yeah. sort of the rush that the recipient is in when they're interacting with their inbox. Obviously, you know, depending upon your message, if, you're, if, if, if your email is the product itself and it's an informational newsletter, obviously you're not going to cut sure. down on the, on the copy, right? But, but sure. generally, I, I think that being concise and, and direct, um, as we're seeing with our clients, is, is probably something that's been more consistently effective. Um, we, we always say, you know, when you're evaluating your creative, um, when, when you look at it before you hit send, you, you want to ask yourself three questions, right? What is this about? Why should I care? And what do I do about it, right? And if you can answer right. those three questions by, by looking at the message for about eight seconds, maybe, then, then great. You know, you're in pretty good shape. If you can't, you might want to re- reevaluate. Well, good. Thank you. The good, good insight as well. Uh, are you sending eight? HTML text or image ads, primarily? Yeah, so, you know, that's an interesting question, too. Um, I, I think that there's no correct answer, and I think it depends on the brand and the message. Um, so, Aaron, do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, it's definitely considered a best practice that you hear people say all the time, make sure to have 
uh, a lot of HTML text in your email. And it's and important. Images are suppressed. We're dealing with preview panes. There are a lot of, we call it the defensive design, right? There's a lot of hurdles we have to get through in the inbox environment. Right. However, sure, it, it certainly um, it is generally a best practice. But what we see is it's really a case-by-case basis. And so depending on what industry you are in, who, who your uh, target market is, that may not be the case. So, for example, if you're Bergdorf Goodman, it's all about that beautiful you know, luxury image or Barney's or somebody like that. Um, if you're sure. Best Buy or Costco, it's all about the price point and the product offering. And in that case, it definitely makes sense to surface that text using HTML text. And you still want to have that imagery you know, coinciding with it, but it doesn't need to be basically like, a, uh, you know, designed like a glossy print brochure. It yeah. needs to be designed for the medium of the email channel. It's sometimes like if you're, are you selling the dream? And if you're selling the dream and it's aspirational, the, the image is necessary to really support it. Uh, if you're selling value, you know, I think it's more about data points. And similarly, if we're dealing with a B2B audience, right? I mean, we're dealing with people on Blackberries. We're dealing with people in Outlook 2007, uh, potentially Lotus Notes. Um, it's more about the information and, and, and less about the image, if you will. Great information. So a lot of it is testing, though. So, I mean, because a lot of what we do here in our what we call XY7 Labs uh, is we test per domain on different creatives. Mm-hmm. So we'll do, a, we'll do an HTML text and an image ad and see what we're getting to be uh, the best pull and also preview it. Um, to be able to see what the what the user experience is like. So I got like I got to tell you the proof is in the testing, and you know what? Yeah, it's particularly course, course. important when it comes to creative because right, everyone's a designer, everyone's a writer. Um, right. You know, I I think that sometimes it. It's it's hard to tell, and everyone has an opinion. Um, and at the end of the day, you got to let your recipients decide. Um, you know, one of our philosophies is, you know, if if you can kind of make it a priority, you know, make testing the rule and not the exception. Maybe there's one thing you can test creatively every time you hit send, even if it's as simple as testing a button call to action treatment versus a link, or testing, uh, you know, a short headline versus a longer one. What what's one thing that you can learn every time you send an email, and then use that to inform your creative going forward? Another piece of advice I would give there is, uh, you know, uh, whether whether you're the one designing the emails or maybe you're a marketing manager, I- empower your creatives with that data and with those results because they'll latch onto it and look at it and own it, and it'll really help inspire uh, their decisions. Um, it, it, it really helps to make for more effective creative in the long term. Yeah, testing is fantastic. It's the ultimate uh, field leveler. <laughs> you know, it, it, it completely takes any question of ego out of design. So, you know, if you have competing ideas, you just basically throw that out there. Okay, well, let's test it and see, see what the results bear out. And, and sometimes you get proven right, and other times, you know, you're surprised. It's the roll of dice. It's part of what makes it fun. Of course. Okay, good, good stuff, Very guys. Cool. Um, hey, let me direct this uh, question to you, um, Aaron. Um, let's, what's your advice to a marketer who's sending out emails and they're sending out their entire list every single day? Is there, is there anything to that or is, could that be detrimental to what they're doing? And is there ever a time when, when there are too many emails that you're sending out? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I think that's actually a, a bit of an epidemic. Um, so if I had one thing to say, I think that um, you know, one of the biggest threats. People say social media is a big threat to email, and maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. I don't, I don't see that so much. But what I actually see is the biggest threat to our industry is actually our own uh, practices. And, you know, folks that are ratcheting up that frequency where they're mailing, you know, people almost every day or even sometimes more than once a day with promotional messages, that, that's too much, um, you know, to be sending out to your whole house list. 
Now, uh, there's, I, I think, a number of strategies and tactics you can em- employ to kind of mitigate that, you know, and I understand that marketers are definitely under the gun, you know, right now, um, the, the C-level executives, you know, the CEOs, the CMOs, they're really demanding results, particularly for retailers, right? And they, they want to see results, and email is a really big lever, an easy lever to pull, so they can just send another email out and make, you know, another X hundred thousand dollars or something Blessing like that. and curse of being, you know, an incredibly effective marketing channel, right? Yeah. But the, the dark side of that is the, the list churn and bad brand reputation that comes with that. And I, I you know, I know anecdotally from, from many people that aren't in the industry, they, they always tell me, you know, <laughs> oh, I get all these emails from, you know, and they'll mention, you know, a really well-established brand, and they'll say, you know, I don't like shopping there anymore. It turns me off. And, and so that's a major um, consideration in making sure that you're, you're not overmailing. So some of the things that you can do um, to counterbalance that are give people options. Um, so maybe take a look at the the response rates and the frequency of your subscriber list. And there certainly are people that um, can tolerate and they're brand advocates. They, I love getting my Bergdorf yeah. Goodman email every day. There's, Show me those clues. So, so the people that are consistently opening and engaging, you can keep them in that in that uh, particular uh, frequency rate. But uh, but people that aren't responding, you know, ratchet it down. You know, mail them once a week, once every two weeks. Um, people that complain, you want to get them out of there right away. And and also instead of sending out to your entire list, um, you might want to think about uh, doing smarter emailing. And you know, we've been hearing about this for years now. But uh, you know, sending targeted, relevant, dynamic content to people instead of your entire list is is a great way to in, improve performance and also mitigate frequency overkill. Lisa, I, uh, I saw a piece that you put out, uh, and that was uh, 10 Ways to Improve Your Email Creatives. Uh, is that some of the best practices that, 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 that apply, that people can find it? And how could somebody get a hold of that, uh, of that uh, white paper? Oh, sure. Um, I believe it's available in the resources section of our website. We actually, uh, at smithharman.com, we have a relatively robust library um, of white papers. And I'm really proud to say that I don't think they're fluffy. Um, They're not sales uh, documents. They really are good bits of information. Um, So I I do recommend people go there. Additionally, um, you know, our research director, Chad White, um, is a bit of an industry uh, celebrity, speaking of, uh, you know, being famous. Um, And he writes the retail email blog, um, which you can also link to from smithharman.com. And he provides on a daily basis incredible insights on, you know, what's going on in the inbox, what's new in the channel. Um, He tracks particularly for retail over 100 of the top retailers um, in in a very systematic um, sort of magical way. Um, So so go ahead and check that out. It's it's another really super resource. Yeah, it's... It looks like it as well. We got about oh, about four minutes left in. Uh, in well, hey John, if I can jump in just to answer uh, Aaron's Aaron's uh, question on is social media a threat to email? Absolutely not. Nielsen did a study in September and released the results um, where social users are actually using the email more, not less. Um, it's absolutely yeah. true. And, you know, we're marketing. seeing great ways that the email channel is supporting social. I mean, they're really working together. Um, you know, the two primary ways being, number one, you know, asking people to fan you on Facebook or follow you on tw- Twitter using your email channel, right? I mean, there's one right. way. And, and the second way is allowing people to actually share your email content on their social networks, right? And I think, you know, the acronym we've been using is SWIN. 
share with your network, um, where people are actually posting email content on their Facebook pages, on their MySpace pages. Um, and, and, and don't get that confused with um, another industry expert. You may know David Daniels coined um, one of my favorite marketing acronyms, SMURF, share marketing with your urban rich friends. Uh, <laughs> so slightly different from Schwinn, but no less effective. Sure. Hey, John, let's I'm going to post that link on Inbox right now so everybody will have that link directly to the Nielsen report. Okay, oh, excellent. Um, hey, and both of you I know are, uh, are involved uh, with the email experience. Uh, that's something that's relatively new. How is that going to benefit our industry? It is a really excellent industry group. I, I really see it as being, you know, the, the leading uh, industry group, the Email Experience Council. Um, you know, they're, they're, they publish a lot of great information. There's an amazing event every year called the Email Evolution Conference. I believe this year it is in Florida in February. Um, the content last year was superb. Um, particularly my panel. No, just kidding. But really, I mean, it's, um, and and I, there's actually a several roundtables um, that are that are um, niche to different areas of email. I happen to lead the the design roundtable. Um, but for folks who are both experts and who are, are just getting started in the email industry, um, I, I really recommend checking it out and and joining it. It's a worthy investment. It's a just a, a great resource. Mm-hmm. Two great email experience dot org in February there. <laughs> so. <laughs> pronounce pronounce them well. Um, would you guys be willing to come back later on in the future and 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 talk about some 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 other things that are going on in the industry? We we'd love to. It's it's been a real pleasure uh, chatting with you guys. A, a lot of fun. You're a fun group, and uh, we look forward Thanks. to talking more in the future. Awesome. Hey, uh, just before we let you go, uh, uh, any comments uh, at all from you, Doctor Deliver, and what you've heard? I think these guys are, are right on point with all the other experts we've spoken to in, in the last month. Not, not to say that you guys don't have unique, great information. It's just that testing is key, and you really need to drill your list down and focus on specific segments. I, I think it's something that all the experts agree upon, and if it's not something you're doing right now, you're really not uh, taking advantage of the full potential of your business. Here, here. That's the truth. Are you guys going to be uh, at uh, AdTech in uh, in New York this year? I I am not sure. Uh, I'd like to make it. We'll see. We hope so. We've been on planes more often these past couple of weeks, and uh, I, I I don't even know what day it is. I'm sorry, John. Like you're asking the wrong question. We do. We do hope to make it. We hope to see you guys there. Not the day of AdTech. Who cares about AdTech? Come on now. I'm looking forward <laughs> to seeing Lisa on that mechanical bull. Oh God. <laughs> And, of course, we do want to make sure we reserve the helicopter if you are coming into town. There you go. Yeah, planes and helicopters. Well, in that case, if the chopper will be uh, meeting us at AFK, you know, that may be a a different conversation. That is true. That is true. Well, hey, listen, it's always always great to talk to people that have have such wonderful insight. Um, uh, Kevin, any any last-minute words for, for Aaron or Lisa? No, I, I, great information, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Thanks I think again, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. It was a pleasure. Thanks so Thanks. much, guys. Thank you so, so much. We're going to take another short break, come back with our third segment. We're going to then jump into Kevin's corner, and Kevin is going to talk about uh, – the new CNN report uh, talk a little bit about does uh, does social does your social class determine your online social network and he think he's uncovered some really relative information and I really appreciate the the fact that he's going to delve down in that so you're not going to want to miss the third segment also some more information about what's coming up here in ad tech and some other things that are taking place so again I'm the big fat boo John Fondy of course for the doctor and of course. 
for the Click Father. We will be right back right after this very short message. Just stick around and make sure you send us some of those questions that you'd like to have answered on the air. We'll be right back right after this. Time to flood some more inboxes. Inboxed will return after this. Do you consider yourself a super affiliate? Then listen up. One of the most trusted names in affiliate marketing since 2003, XY7.com, has now launched XY7Elite.com, a private invitation-only affiliate program run by super affiliates for super affiliates. Enjoy private tested offers, weekly deposits right to your bank account or XY7 debit card, XY7 VIP concierge service, limousine transportation to and from major industry events, and the status of being one of the elite publishers xy7 elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements think you've got what it takes to be elite go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000 702-216-4000 affiliatecontracts.com is an affiliate network like no other hands-on account management right from setup gives personal attention with continual account optimization and our affiliates will attest our offers consistently pay more money every single day seriously and hey want to make a lot of money fast check out our unbeatable i mean unbeatable insurance offers higher conversions with programs that are sustainable and scalable because affiliatecontracts.com is committed to you for the long run Bigger payouts, higher conversions, and attention you expect from dedicated affiliate managers. Affiliatecontracts.com. That's what the affiliate world needs. Want to learn the biggest asset to driving online success? Let me introduce you to my expert advisor, PixelSilk. PixelSilk is a robust content management system built on a foundation to create online marketing success. It's the only content management system that offers keyword-specific SEO advice, can integrate with your shopping cart system, and offer multi-site management. PixelSilk frees my time while making my company's website easy to manage and promote. Even better, PixelSilk has been embraced by the SEO community. I'm Bruce Clay, and PixelSilk is the first CMS I have ever felt good about recommending. With this winning combination, we have all the tools we need. PixelSilk.com, the ultimate in SEO-driven CMS. Mobile Presence, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're back with the Godfathers of Mass Distribution on Inbox, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. All right, the big fabu, John Fondy, checking in here you for our third segment of the Inbox Radio Show. This is, of course, 10-14-09. And if you're just joining us uh, here at WebmasterRadio.fm, there's a chat room that you can go into. And if you have some questions that you have for anybody that you've uh, talked about here or a question that you'd like to have answered potentially on another show, we'd like to take the time to, to answer that question for you as well. And uh, also, um, if you want to look at some valuable links, we posted up on InboxToRadio.com. That's I-N-B-O-X-E-D-Radio.com. And there'll be some interesting links that you can go to. And particularly, we do have uh, some some white papers, some best practices white papers that uh, that we're sharing with you because of our relationship through Ross Kramer and and, uh, and his team at ListTrack. So you're going to want to go there and pull those down, which will uh, give you... Uh, a significant amount of information that you're going to be able to use just in terms of things that you that you want to do and, and other things that you don't want to do. In fact, 
The, that, the, the one thing we're going to share with you right now is 221 email marketing do's and don'ts. And this, of course, is provided by List Track. And, of course, the, the top one on the list is ask permission before adding subscribers to your list. Uh, secondly, build your own list and collect data at every customer touchpoint, both online and offline. And, uh, again, keep the opt-in process quick and simple. Only collect the profiling attributes that are the most important to your business. And um, as Aaron Smith had said before, don't don't send out that entire list. Uh, make sure that you segment it and through that testing process, find out who's opening things and who's not opening things. And you know, allow visitors to opt into your email list from every page of your website, not just your homepage, because that's going to give you uh, some great insight as to what their interests are. And you can also tell by that page which ones uh, are converting for people requesting whatever that may be. And hey, don't don't be afraid to. To, to give some incentive, you know, um, uh, it's the law of reciprocity on that. If you give somebody something for free, there's a good chance they're going to become a friend for life and then turn around and possibly uh, monetize one of the projects that you have. So speaking about monetizing projects, one of the best monetizers that I've uh, actually seen, and that's, of course, Kevin DiVincenzi. He's a quick father and currently the CEO and president of XY7.com, where they convert clicks to cash and uh, the Click Father has some insightful information, so please welcome to Kevin's Corner. It's all yours, Kevin. Hey, thanks so much, John. Um, you know, the, this social game has become very intriguing to me in the past uh, month and a half, ever since I got back from my uh, my honeymoon. Um, CNN published a report yesterday. Does your social class determine your, your social network? Um, you know, and a lot of people picked up the story, and local radio stations picked it up, and, you know, everybody, the, the gist they took out of the story was MySpace is uh, is the ghetto of social networking, which is great. That really doesn't say much to us, us being marketers. Um, the real facts within that, that story is that uh, Nielsen, again, uh, surveyed 200,000 social users, and what they came up with was this. 23% uh, of Facebook users earn over 100,000 a year. What does that tell you? That tells you 23% of your market is, is somebody that, that you can market to either a better product or a, a more distinguished service. Um, thirty-seven percent of LinkedIn users make over a hundred thousand a year, and they found a huge correlation between people that have Facebook accounts also have LinkedIn accounts. So very interesting. And when you think about that, anybody that's doing social marketing, um, LinkedIn is charging four dollars CPMs, where where Facebook is charging uh, four dollars up to forty dollars CPMs. I'm sorry, where Facebook's you know charging under a dollar uh, if that CPM. So if you target properly, you're going to get a much better value with almost the same type of uh, demographic on Facebook. Um, whereas MySpace is only 17% of people on MySpace make over 100,000 a year. So when you think about that, um, you know, MySpace is definitely not where you want your high-end product um, or, or your consumer. Um, on the other hand, 37% of MySpace people or users make under 50,000 a year. So when you look at that number and then take into account people that are under 18, etc., it, it tells you that that's a lot more blue-collar workers, so you're looking for your education offers, your dating offers, your, your diet offers, your things that are, that are going to appeal um, just to the masses, music, uh, things, things of that nature. Um, so it's, it's definitely very interesting um, to, to be able to digest that information and, uh, and be able to target. Adam, what's your feedback on this? I think that's great information, and uh, I'd like more detail on how they get their stats. I mean, if they're just pulling the use, what the users say they make per year in their profiles, it, it might be a little bit skewed, but from my experience, I, I think those statistics are pretty much on point. And 
it, it's really powerful if you take that information and, and tie it into your list building by using complementary campaigns and landing pages on your social media buying that you can also convert into to, uh, a registered email user to market to. And since you can target so tightly on demographics and interests on both of those self-service platforms, you really can integrate a lot of that data into your list management and target exactly who you want to see your message to generate the most profound result. Great, great information. Thank you. The, the other, other thing I was going to mention when Lisa had mentioned uh, you know, testing different creatives is take this approach, guys. Test an email creative on Facebook or MySpace. If you're getting your polls and you're getting your clicks, obviously you want to have opens because they're just impressions are going to show anyway, at least at the beginning. But if you're getting that click-through rate and that CTR, it's going to work on, uh, on email as well. So it's definitely a great testing platform to be able to do without burning through your list with a bunch of different tests. Um, another point I wanted to make, user testimonials. Um, a lot of people, they're putting testimonials on the landing pages and not putting them on their ads. Um, I've seen them work out tremendously on social marketing where you're taking a, an actual real testimonial from the, the landing page and putting it on the, uh, on, on the ad. It's, uh, it's increasing the CTR quite a bit. Um, last point I want to make is keep logs. I've been keeping a detailed log. I'm getting up every morning at uh, before the sunrise. It's 5 a.m., starting my traffic and keeping a detailed log by the half an hour of what's happening. This way, if a week goes by and somehow one of my ads you know, is converting at 5% today, what was converting at 9 yesterday, I say, okay, this trend happened last week. Did it happen during this time period? Uh, because it is. It's, it's a very, very uh, interesting game in regards to your ups and your downs. But if you play it right and you understand uh, the conversions are not going to happen the way they, they, they happen just by people's habits and what they're on surfing for and what have you, um, it, it's definitely something that could be very lucrative. It just, uh, it's like anything else, test, follow your results. And, uh, you know, if, if you're, if you're dedicated at it, you're going to be very successful. I know I have been for the past month and a half. That's well, about that's it for fun. Kevin's, Kevin's corner, John. It's back to you. Well, great. And of course, uh, the great actor, one of my favorites, Clint Eastwood, uh, uh, he said, a man's got to know his limitations. And you, you hit the nail on the head right there. You've got to know them. But first, before you know them, you've got to figure out what those limitations are. And, right. uh, and this is not an easy game to play, and you really need to know what you're doing because, Adam, you can, you can effectively lose quite a bit of money very, very quickly if you don't have this research. What do you do about the research portion of it? Well, you know, a lot of people aren't aware uh, when it comes to social media buying that there's, there's really more information available in reporting than what you get. Uh, Facebook has a feature built in under the Reports tab that will give you detailed demographic information about your generally targeted campaigns. If you're targeting 25 to, to 90-year-old women, it'll break down the click-through ratios and all the information per demographic. And, and really figuring out your per demographic is, is really going to help you out. So the more detailed you can get, the more successful you're going to be with, with your email marketing and any sort of affiliate marketing. Well, again, and there's a, there's a technology blogger by the name of Sarah Perez, and going back to what you had said, uh, Kevin, she basically told CNN that social networks are the online version of what kids do after school, but you guys have definitely proven that, that it's, a, it's a business and, and it's a very sophisticated business. And, and Kevin, I think you've really uh, drilled down on it to, to really understand it, and I think that's great, again, that you're sharing this information and bringing these experts on because it really shows that you're confident in what you do in the industry. Well, I think we're just scratching the surface right now, John. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely a brand new uh, venture for us, but we have teamed up with some of the biggest and best uh, media buyers 
that we found in the country and we're sharing a lot of information on a daily basis, digesting it, doing shared media buys, um, and really understanding what it takes to, to be a very successful social marketer. And, and like I said, so far it has been, I mean, the results have been outstanding. Um, but I won't say it's been easy. I mean, you know, you, you, you see me with my laptops everywhere. I mean, even at the gym in the morning, I've got a little mini laptop with me just to make sure that nothing goes uh, out of whack during my workout. It's, uh, it's definitely like day trading, but, uh, you know, when done right, it can be very, very profitable. And it can be done with email as well. You can combine the two and, uh, and have an you know, incredible campaign because also people are seeing the, um, the brand twice of your advertising, your diet product, let's say for argument's sake, through, through Facebook and also sending out emails with the exact same brand. You're getting a lot of your users that are now uh, you know, seeing the same thing, just you know, the, the basic rule of branding, uh, which they're becoming familiar with, which makes them more comfortable to make a purchase. So definitely very interesting uh, stuff. John, I also wanted to touch on we're launching a new uh, local campaign on email, just to flip right back to email um, later today for a, a seminar here in town, and I will share the results next week. It's a very famous name. I'm not going to mention the name right now, um, but it's a famous name coming to town next week, and we're doing a strict local campaign that will be very, very interesting um, because we're utilizing our, our whitelist at AOL and, and our whitelist at every ISP to deliver this, this targeted email, and I, my, I anticipate the open results to be 25 to 30%, and my click-through to be about 8%, which would just be off the charts, um, but I will share those results next week uh, on the show. Well, that's great. And again, uh, some good links to go to at inboxedradio.com. That's inboxedradio.com, B-O-X-E-D. Uh, there's a couple of links on there. Uh, links, compliments of, of uh, Ross Kramer from ListTrack, some white papers on some best practices in the email industry. And, of course, um, here's an interesting, uh, interesting fun fact for everybody. Um, think about it. What is the, the number of marketing emails that it would take to produce enough revenue to buy one share in Microsoft. Think about it for a minute. I will uh, share that information with you in a moment. But again, we've got uh, the No Bull Party 3 uh, uh, bikini bull riding contest that's coming up uh, just prior to, to uh, Ad Tech in New York City. And of course, uh, this is XY7 and Friends. Uh, we've had so many people that wanted, wanted, wanted to get involved because the, the uh, sponsorship and the marketing opportunities outside the actual show are very limited this year, and, and many of them are very, very, uh, they're not cost-effective for it. So, Kevin, I, I'm excited to see that you're, that you're getting many of the friends to join you on this. It looks to be like a great party. Definitely. And, John, I know we wanted to touch on the, uh, on the T-shirts, the limited edition T-shirts. Um, they will be available at the No Bull Party. Um, they will also be available at the affiliate convention in LA on December 2nd. We're going to have them at both events. Um, keep in mind, guys, these are the original T-shirts. We're the first guys that came out with these great, you know, affliction-type T-shirts, and then a bunch of guys copied us with their uh, with their knockoffs that, uh, you know, don't hold the candle. We've got a, a great, great uh, new design that we came up with. There's no other sponsors involved with that. That's something that we're not we're not uh, willing to uh, to give up. We wanted to. Um, Definitely keep the series going. Every major trade show, we're launching a different shirt, um, and uh, you know, with a different theme. And it's uh, you know, they're all the affliction type T-shirts. They're all limited edition. We're only printing 500 again. Quite a few more ladies this year because a lot of uh, young ladies asked us, "Oh, can we please have a T-shirt?" So we printed a lot more uh, ladies, and uh, it's going to be fun. So stop by the No Bull, Bull Party to uh, to get one. I do not think we're going to have any at the booth because we'll probably whatever we uh, we have shipped to New York will be used at the No Bull Party. I think John last year we gave away 450 or 500 shirts just at the party, so I think we'll probably do the same this year. 
Yeah, I think so. And and the great thing about it is the design. Every design gets a little is a little bit different. And uh, I think it's one of those things where we've got people that literally are calling us and begging for uh, the first one they missed or the second one they missed. So uh, again, it's it's kind of our way of saying thanks to the people in the industry and also uh, allowing us, uh, you know, to 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 get some brand out there in a fun fashion. Of course, uh, you know. Um, you know, we innovate, others replicate, and um, and that's just the way that XY7 has been. In many cases, the leader. So um, I, I think this party that, that we're going to have is going to be phenomenal. Again, like I said, we've got the 20-passenger Hummer limo. We've got the VIP room that comes complimentary with cocktails that, uh, that you can join a little mini conference. This is tens of thousands of dollars that it takes to put on one of these conferences. And here's a great way for you to, to get involved in a great value add to to uh, your customers as well. So give me a call. Um, I'm handling it this year and appreciate that, uh, Kevin and the gang. That's um, that's the big Fabu John Fondi, and you can reach me either at jon at xy7.com, jon at xy7.com, or you can give us a call here in the Palatial uh, Inbox Radio Studios, and that would be at 702-216-4001. That's 702-216-4001. I'm going to toss it back to the doctor. Doctor, I know you got to get back into surgery, but a few closing thoughts on your end. I think we had uh, just brought it back to the basics today, and that's that's our guest on the show really made a point of, of testing to figure out what works best for you. Every affiliate marketer is different. All of your lists are going to respond different. All of your campaigns are different. There is no super secret success sauce that John Fondy just gives you that you can put all over your campaigns. It just doesn't work that way. you got to test, 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 and that'll help you get to your goals. Thank you so much. Click your closing thoughts. Uh, same, same pretty much as Adam is... Uh... As Adam has just said, it's a, it all comes down to testing and uh, putting. The, you know, I always say the same thing, John. Week after week, put the time in. It's not an easy uh, game, but the people that are putting the time in are getting rewarded handsomely. Um, in this industry, there's still a lot of money to be made and a lot of uh, opportunity. It's still one of the great uh, equalizers where anybody can get involved at, at different levels. And if they put the time in and they learn, they will be successful. Um, there's too many. Uh, you know, the quote that I was using at the bottom of my emails is, you know, successful people do what unsuccessful people refuse to do. And that's really the the, uh, the truth of it. Um, so if you put the time in and you're willing to uh, to invest, you're going to eventually get uh, get to your goals, which is, you know, in this economy, it's great to be able to uh, to make a living and, and control your destiny and control how much money you make. That's uh, it's a nice thing that, you know, most of us enjoy in this industry. Well, I want to thank our guest, Bennett Kelly, from the Internet Law Center, uh, overlooking the Santa Monica Ocean on the ninth floor as well, for chiming in and helping us with our broadcast as well. I want to thank Lisa Harmon, and she basically says the only difference between a success and a failure is that success has failed more times. So that just goes to show you, keep on testing, keep those testing results. Again, I want to thank her partner, Aaron Smith, who handles the technology side of things. And of course, they both are uh, contributing members of the Email Experience Council, which is uh, a division of the Direct Marketing Association. So we're looking forward to spending some more time with them and having many many more guests from the DMA that are on the show. And of course, as always, uh, introducing a new segment here from the Click Father, Kevin's Corner. So Kevin is going to be researching more information for some new and topical information that we'll be sharing with you. Again, go to the website as well, and uh, you can uh, click on the link that will give you a white paper. And of course, Traveling the Globe, uh, back with us here shortly as he's heading off uh, 
Uh, Adam is going to be out uh, uh, moving now to climb the mountains of Mount Kilimanjaro. And uh, so, hey, we want you to be safe when you're out there as well, uh, doctor, because we need you back in the operating room as well. So uh, enjoy that uh, that uh, trip to Africa. And uh, and we'll talk about that as you're out there in the world as well. So, hey, anyway... Um, again, for everybody, I want to uh, I want to thank you for joining us in this edition of Inbox Radio. Again, it's inboxradio.com. Stay tuned. You can also go to the you can also go to inboxradio.com on a weekly basis. Find out what's going on in our next show. Also, want to thank Brasco, who's uh, playing it on the ones and twos back in the studio, dialing it in very well, uh, doing a great job for us for all of us here at Inbox Radio. Oh, remember, just reminding you that uh, the show will be uh, broadcast live at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and, of course, at 5 o'clock on the East Coast every Wednesday. And you can always go to inboxradio.com to listen to those archives. For our entire team, I'm the Big Fat Boo, John Fondy. We'll see you next week. It was a great show. Thanks for